All right, guys, welcome back to the Brooklyn Beat Podcast, um, or really the JSD All Week 2 Podcast. Um, as always, this is Justin. With you today is Nick Vignores, and our special guest today is Jason Pino. How are you guys today? Good, man. How are you? Doing great. Doing great, Nick. What's going on, guys? All right, uh, let's get right into it, Nick. Um, after a hectic week, we are back to doing the power rankings. Uh, who do you have at number 10? Number 10 uh, is last week's also number 10, uh, Natalia. Uh, it's been a rocky start for Natali. Uh, I think that's the only way to put it. Um, he's played close. Uh, last week was a pretty close game until uh, a flurry late kind of put him out of the, out, out of his game. But I, I think his problem right now is that, you know, he got all these rookie running backs. And, you know, it's not realistic to think that he's going to hit on all of them. But it's kind of like, you know, all right, well, you'll hit one, you hit on the other. Right now, none of them are really performing, like, at all. Um, you know, Freeman, uh, who, you know, I just spoke to him today and he even said, he goes, of all the guys I would have bet on being productive from week one, it was Freeman, which I agreed with. And Freeman doesn't, I don't want to say he lost his job because I don't think he had the job yet, but he's gotten outplayed by an undrafted rookie agent. Yeah. He took Penny second overall. He did. Although to be fair, um, (laughs) it's worth noting that, uh, that had to do more with, uh, rostering and where it was going to fall because the reality was he did have picks two through five. So anybody who took in that range, it didn't really matter who he was going to take because it was just going to fall out. It mattered where, where they went to the roster slots. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, he, he did, you know, it's still true that he did t- take that guy, but uh, so he took his four guys in a row and stuff like that. So he got the guys he wanted, but yeah, I mean, you know, he took Penny. I, I think part of the reason why he felt comfortable taking Penny was because he also had Chris Carson. So he figured he'd lock down the Seattle backfield, but two weeks in, I don't know how good of an idea that was. Um, you Speaking know, of which, but, what the hell yeah, is Pete Carroll doing playing Chris Carson on special teams? Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. He said that he was gassed from playing special teams. <laughs> like, all right, then don't. Like, <laughs> don't play your starter on special teams. <laughs> Why are you playing him on special teams if you're a starter? If you're a starter, treat him like a starter. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's been it's been a you know a rocky start for him. Uh, I think it it's kind of a Big week for him because I mean he's got you this week. Talking to Dubs, obviously, uh, you're both zero and two, and uh, you know zero and three doesn't mean your season's over, but it's a big hole to try to climb out of. You know, like and the one thing with our league is is that you know there's some teams that are definitely you know a cut above the rest, but there's no really awful teams. So you know, except the tally. Except well, no, that's, that's the thing. I wouldn't even argue <laughs> the tally's team is awful. You know, like you know he's getting ones back this week. I don't know if he's gonna play him or not, but. You know, that's going to be a big help. And, I mean, you know, like, he's been getting production out of certain guys. He's just, you know, not getting enough from all of them. He lost his tight end with a there, too. So, you know, it's it's tough. And for the two of you guys now, you know, you guys are kind of in a, a, tough, in a tough week this week because the loser is really going to be behind the eight ball. So, oh, yeah. You know, um, he comes in. I'm pretty sure he's favored uh, this week, at least early projections was it? He is, but I also don't have a kicker right now. Uh, yeah, I know, but I was. I think with any kicker you add, he'd still be favored by like so, a point, though. It's not even like a big spread. Uh, right now, I'm looking at it, it's about an 11 point spread. So, any kicker you add, probably be eight nine points. So yeah, you're probably looking at about an even game, coin flip kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So uh, you know, it's um, it's a big week for both of you guys, and uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to play once or not. I, I think he was kind of iffy on it, but. You know, last game of the year, Brent can't hold anything back, right? <laughs> he won't. Uh, he won't do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, 
next I have uh, surprisingly I have a match on checking in at nine, and um, they had a pretty good week one. Uh, but fuck yeah, yeah, you <laughs> you would know they had a pretty good week one, but they really dropped off quickly week two, and I think part of that was definitely attributed to the fact that they didn't have Fournette, which does hurt obviously. Um, but I, I think there's something that was more like uh, something a little more alarming too was you know. Uh, Barkley put up points because he had what he had fourteen catches, which is ridiculous. Yeah. For running back. But you know, you look at the Giants and you think to yourself, like, I, I feel like, all right, it's not realistic for him to catch fourteen balls a game. Obviously, so we can all agree on that. So, you know, you worry about you know everybody said how high his ceiling was, but the problem is in that offense, which doesn't look good at all. Uh, you know, you wonder about how high his ceiling becomes. You know, because what he had last week, he had uh, I think he had like eighteen points because of all the catches, but. You know, he struggled for a long stretches of that game, and he struggled, you know, against the, the Jags, too. And it's like, you know, all right, well, you know, he broke out. He's productive, but is he going to be the guy that they were drafting or that, the guy they, they expected to be getting out of the drafting? I don't, you know, I don't really know that he is. So, I mean, um, I mean, ahead. he's good. I mean, he's he's making his own holes right now. I mean, their O-line really isn't doing anything. He's getting hit four or five yards in the backfield. You know, but and now like, yeah. that now too. But like most of his production is coming off of like you said, like the, those passes. That's really all they could do to get him the ball right now and get him going is you know those little dump offs or you know out into the flats. It's just, you know, I just don't know how long he's going to be able to handle that either. You know, getting hit yeah yards in the backfield. Can uh, you imagine being a team that went three and thirteen the year before? And having a 37-year-old quarterback and saying that you're going to win now and draft a running back instead of the the air quarterback, uh, I, I can I can imagine it because that's what's happening. Um, yeah, I, it's just oh, it's just so much. You know the problem is with that. Like I, I, I don't want to get too far, far off. down this rabbit hole again. Uh, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to go through the rabbit hole again. But like my thing is, is like you know what like Eli. All right, last year I wouldn't argue that he was a problem versus what he was. We kind of think whatever, fine, but. Yeah, that that's that wasn't. Th- this is not this team right now. That is not a win now roster. Like, like everything else aside, like that's just not a win now roster. So I, whether you took a running back, even if he's the best running back on the planet, like that's not a win now roster. And I like I don't know, I, and I don't pretend to be smarter than the NFL GMs. Though a lot of evidence would say that I'm probably smarter than some of them, um, but. <laughs> Just out of their incompetence more than anything. But, you know, like, I look at them and I think to myself, like, how did you look at this team? I look at this roster and say to yourself, like, yeah, we're going to win. We're going to win 10 games. We're going to win 11 games. Like, where, where are you? You look at that schedule. Where are you finding 10 games to win? And there was fans who were saying the same thing, too. And I really just do not get it. Like, I don't know what they were seeing. I just, you know, it's just it's a, it's a mess. They're a mess. Uh I don't see what's gonna. I don't see. I don't see them improving a lot. So uh, we got a little sidetracked, though. But, uh, yeah, I got them. At, you know, they, they had a, kind of a tough. Week, uh, kind of fell into Pino's favor because you know Pino didn't break one thirty, and a lot of teams did break that. You know, he was one of the lower scoring teams in the league this week, and still managed to survive. But hey, you know, part of the game is survival, right? So uh, yeah, they had a kind of a down week, and then you know their QB play this week was good. Russell Wilson was. You know, so so, uh, it really wasn't any good. His stats weren't his stats weren't as good as they, like they played. They looked worse. Uh, you know, uh, Fitzgerald got banged up in the game. You know, Alex Smith was whatever. You know, so uh, yeah, I got them. Uh, I got them at eight. 
So, uh, what do you guys think about that? You have a nine. Uh, sorry, nine. Sorry about that. Um, I I agree a little bit. I have them a little bit higher. Um, but I mean, it was a, it was a rough week. I think last week you saw what their ceiling's going to be. I think this week is what their what their floor really is. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, your your thoughts on uh on Matt and Sean? Yeah, um, what do you think about on Matt them? and Sean? I think they're right where they, you know, they they really are right now. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I know they lost Fournette, um, but they didn't lose that much production. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, points wise, just talking raw points, you know, not having him in the game, you know, I mean, you're scoring eighty points, especially in our league where you know we adjusted the scoring a lot. So obviously, there's a lot more points to be had. And you're scoring yeah. lower than, and you're scoring lower than you know my team did last year in week two, and I don't know. I'm sure you remember, like I kind of bottomed out after that, you know, yeah, that first week, and I was in like the, like I think I might have been the high seventies, you know, and and yeah. with the way we have the points set up now to be scoring eighty points a week, like, and then you've got a team like Chris's team who scores nearly two hundred, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big gap in between. Yeah, it, I agree. Uh, I I think. Their their scoring is going to be up and down a lot this season. Uh, I I agree with what Justin said that you know um, I think we saw their f- ceiling ish. Um, I think their floor might be a little lower than what we saw, but it's probably around there too. So I, I think they'll they'll be uh, they'll be the type of team that can win every week, but can definitely lose every week too. You know, so uh, I got them at nine. Uh, up next, uh, I actually have a team who. Uh, I will say they're not very high, but they have exceeded expectations up to this point. Um, that's uh, I got Norris and David at eight. The, the other tag team in our league. The what? The other tag team in the in the league. Yeah, the other the other tag team in the league. That's right. Um, I got I got them at eight. Um, it's not a knock on them being at eight. My my thing is is like I was saying last week is you know sustainability is important, and I look at their roster and I think they're doing okay. They're kind of you know figuring it out whatever the case is. Uh, I think a lot hinges on the Le'Veon Bell situation. And I think if he doesn't come back, they'll be competing. You know, I mean, they, they got to yeah, – I mean, at, at this point, you know, James Conner is a running back one. He's putting up running back one production. And as long as Bell's out, I, it's, I imagine that's going to continue. Now, Bell could come back this week. He hasn't yet. I don't expect him to. But Bell can come back by the end of the month. Or, you know what, Bell could hold out for 10 weeks. If he holds out for 10 weeks, you know, they can compete. They could probably make a playoff run, you know, like probably make a run towards a playoff or something like that. But, um, you know, their strength to me of their roster is uh, their quarterbacks. Uh, they need their quarterbacks to take them far. And, um, you know, their quarterbacks are Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan. Obviously, we played two quarterbacks in our league. Uh, this week, they got a combined 55 points out of the quarterbacks. Not, not bad production at all. You know, I, I don't think you're going to expect – a fourth touchdown game for Matt Ryan every week. But, you know, Rivers put up 22 points. In reality, probably could have done more. They kind of just ran away with that game. So, I think if you're hovering around 20, 25 from the, both their quarterbacks each, you're hovering around the 50-point mark, they'll be able to, you know, manufacture some points elsewhere. Uh, it's going to be hit or miss, though. Um, you know, uh, they got the two running backs right now starting are James Conner, who, you know, talked about four, and Peyton Barber, who last week he had a – uh, three points and he's kind of been disappointing after a pretty hot preseason so uh you know they have mark ingram who's suspended uh, who's suspended uh he's two more ga- he's out for two more games and then i believe uh he's out week one through four and then week five is on by i think that's I think correct I can- also 
Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, I played Pino week five, so I'm really excited about Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees being on bye that week. The fix is uh, in. <laughs> the fix is in. Uh, you, you, so, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You know, uh, Norris and Dave have a pretty good team, man. It's just the one thing I can't get past is having those two Rams receivers. Um, <laughs> and, and just, <laughs> like, like, that's the only thing I can't get past. Is yeah, the, it's, it's, it's definitely – if yeah. if they were playing actual football and you know and you had your intermediate threat and 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 you know your your short guy like fine you know or your end zone guy and, and you know that no, you have your flanker kind of guy yeah that's a great yeah. setup but it's not a great setup for fantasy football especially in a league where most of us have two or three guys who are at least on paper the number one targets on their team you yeah. know no like, I, I yeah I definitely it's it's not an ideal situation. I agree. It, the only thing is, is, is with that is uh, I, I don't disagree with you. It's not an ideal situation, especially to start them. I kind of feel like they can work against each other uh, in, in a lot of ways. So I get your point you're making. At the same time, I will say this: you you can't. It's not ideal to have them as starters, but at the same time, you know you're looking at it and it's like okay, well, you don't want to have Cup and you want to have Woods at the same time, right? But you'd also look at it like the alternative to Cup or Woods is another number two or number three receiver from another team that's probably not as good. It's not like they're choosing to have, you know, a Robert Woods over a Devontae Adams or, you know, uh, another number one receiver from another team, whatever the case is. Like, so you look at it, it's like, okay, um, who would you rather have, uh, you know, Robert Woods or, I don't know, say like a Pierre Garçon, you know, number two receivers on two different teams. Right. You know, at that point, you look at yourself and you say, you know what, I think I'd rather have, uh, you know, Robert Woods. So, okay, that's fine. You move on. You say, who would you rather have, you know, Cooper Cup or, you know, the slot receiver from whoever? Like, uh, who's the other number two receiver on Green Bay right now? Randall Cobb. Yeah, Cobb. In cases. Like, you know, I-, I can see the argument for Cup over Cobb. So, it's like, yeah, you don't want to have both those guys. But the reality is, is that unless you're keep passing on a better, better guy for it, whatever. Like, if you're going to get your production, who cares where you get your produ- production from? Like, because that offense is going to score. That offense is going to put up numbers. Right, and, but there's you know, just so many, gotta... there's just so many mouths to feed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Know, just... No, there is. Yeah. I, it... I think it's, it, I think it works well for them in the sense of like, if one of them goes down, you basically got the handcuff for the other. Right. You know, like, so it, it'll work for you that way, which kind of happened last year, I think. Uh, I forgot who got hurt. Was it Sammy Watkins got hurt? So one of the, one of the receivers got hurt. But Robert Woods had, like, a monster, like, two, three-game stretch where he's putting up, like, 30 points a game for, like, two, three weeks. <clears throat> you know, you get one of those, you know, it could help. I, listen, it's not I, I agree with you, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, Dubs, what do you think about them, Eddie? Um, I think it's a fair spot for them right now. Um, I mean, you can't really blame them for losing to Chris. I mean, No, not at all. I, I, their, their ring has nothing to do with, with, with who they lost this week. Cause, exactly, you know, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, just, yeah, everybody's losing to Chris this week. Yeah. Yeah. All so, right, number seven. Um, number seven, uh, I have you. Fuck my team. <laughs> <laughs> I have you. Uh, it, was a, it was a tough week for you. Um, it, was, it was close early. I, I thought Thursday went better for you than it did for me in a lot of ways. You got four touchdowns out of Andy Dalton, which is, you know. The best uh, not, game he's going to have all year? It's the best, best game he's going to have all year, probably. Um, but you also got minus one out of my defense. Yeah. You know, um, the alternative being – I got three touchdowns out of AJ Green, but you know, with the low catches and the low yardage, you look at it like AJ Green had a big day. His defense didn't do anything. 
you had a big day at a Dalton, you know. So it's um, it was it was a pretty good start for you. Um, I think it's kind of where it ended, though. Um, you made it a game uh, in the Green Bay game because of the OT. Because Diggs uh, was huge that game. Yeah, because Diggs was huge that game. Yeah, what do you have, a 75 yard touchdown catch? Yeah, he had uh, yeah, two touchdowns that, uh, that yeah. game. So, you know, that definitely uh, that gave you a shot. Um, I think also what gave you a shot is the fact that my running backs really didn't perform at all this week. Yeah. Uh, consider, especially David Johnson, who's. The entire Start Cardinals didn't cross the midfield to the second yeah, play of the game. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So, um, you know, I did give you a shot, but uh, between that and Julio Jones had a you know social game. But I got some big games out of uh, obviously AJ Green, Cam Newton had a thirty point game, Tyrod Taylor had a I don't even want to say good game. He had a good fourth quarter, and that's pretty much all the stats. <laughs> um, you know, but I mean that's all you need, whatever. And then uh, Kelsey had a big day too after having a done week one. Um, um, what killed me was Njoku just didn't get a lot of production. Um, Greg Zerline fucked, fucked me over huge because I got zero points out of him in a 34 nothing shutout. Um, and I struggled a little bit with the line of Nirvana with Corey Davis getting me 8.75 with DJ Moore, uh, Sammy Watkins, Philip Lindsay, Geronimo Allison all scoring him on the bench. It would have made yeah. a difference at the end probably, but... I mean, none of those, none of those guys flipped the score. Uh, the zero line thing is fair, but the reality is the zero line is not going to get you 23 points uh, most nights. So. Uh, yeah, but he's Legatron, though, so you never know. He is Legatron, but I can't see him you know, breaking 23 points for you. Uh, I mean, the, the guys that you did bench, though, I, I really can't blame you for it. You know, like, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I look at your bench now. Like, DJ Moore didn't do anything week one. I wouldn't have played him. Um, I wanted to really see if uh, Lindsay could do it from a week to week basis. I didn't want to start him immediately. Right, yeah. Like Lindsay, you you, kinda, you, wanna, you wanted to see him do something before he was a flash in the pan, kind of. You know, it was a risky play. And, and you know, I, you were projected to lose. It was supposed to be a high scoring game, so I think you wanted to try and get some floor guys, too. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I can't, really, uh, can't really take exception with uh, the guys you actually did play. Yeah. Uh, personally. Um, it but, just sucks, uh, though. It, it does suck. I know. I know it sucks. Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel bad for you, obviously, because, uh, <laughs> um, I'm not going to feel bad for you. Uh, you've actually, uh, for the people listening who don't know this, uh, you've actually been quite a thorn on my side, uh, the last few years, uh, dating back to last year's, what was it, Julio Jones on Monday Night Football, right? I went to the championship is when it dates back to. Yeah, and I'm saying, I was talking about starting last year, going, going to, you know, in backwards order, uh. I think I, what did I win? Nine games in a row at that point last year, and then yeah, I think so, yeah. something like that, yeah. And um, on some bullshit, but uh, there was that, and then obviously I lost to you in the championship twenty sixteen, and then I lost to you in the regular season twenty sixteen. So I think I lost like three straight to you. Yeah. Um. So it felt definitely felt good to get back in the win column again. It was, it was a great run while it lasted. Yeah, I I think I, I think we thought discussed this earlier, but uh, I think that officially makes me five hundred or better against uh, every team in the league now. Um, which I'm pretty proud of. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, Only until you're not again. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, you know, it was it was a tough week. You know, you, you, you did put up some points. Uh, Andrew Luck had I was down week two, although I feel like it wasn't his fault. They kind of just game flow kind of worked against him. Uh, you know, Beckham only put up eight points. You know, that might be one of the lower scoring games he has all year. Uh, I don't think you're in a terrible position. Uh, I think you win this week. You're, you know, still in the mix kind of stuff. You'll be okay. Uh, but I think you definitely, definitely need to win this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, because uh, I discussed this with Natalia. I said, you know, um, based on scheduling and moving forward, I said, you, you need this week more than he does. And he's like, why? I'm like, well, I go, 
he's going to be 0-3, and he could be 0-3 and not have played Chris or Geiger once, and he has to play them four times. Yeah. So, you know, 0-3 is definitely not a spot you want to be in your division. Uh, I definitely would argue that your division uh, is a little better than um, my division, especially at the top. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely something you want to avoid. So, you know, you might want to work on that uh, line of Nirvana. <laughs> Uh, at number six, I actually, I, I did want to mention, I, I keep forgetting. Um, you were, uh, a little higher last week. So you obviously dropped, uh, but George was also, was George was lower and Rose, we have George at number six. And, um, you know, he, Tim, you know, like, I, I know that some people don't really get how somebody can rise in a loss or fall in a win, whatever the case is, you know, we'll see more, we'll see more of that as we go in, you know, we go forward, but you know, George's team didn't underperform this week. Uh, you know, he outperformed his projections. You know, he they jumped just, 155. <laughs> he scored 105 points, which was, I think, third or fourth in the league this week. I think he was third. You know, it's just the luck of the draw. You know, he ran into a team that scored more. You know, I mean, he got 35 points out of Blake Bortles, which I don't think is ever going to happen again. But who knows? It might, you know, like, but he got good production. He didn't really get any dud games from any actual skill position players. He got three points out of his kicker, two points out of his defense, so that obviously didn't help him. But, you know, other than that, even Ajayi, who missed half of the game with a back injury, came back and scored 9.7 points. And now, he's not, now he may not play next week either, which is even crazier. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it might, he, might, you know, he might not play this week, whatever the case is. But, you know, he, uh, he didn't have a bad week. You know, Thielen had a big day. T.Y. Hilton had a big day. Bortles had a big day. Goff. Had a whole home 20-point game that nobody noticed. But even O.J. Howard, who, you know, I, I feel like tight end's one of his weaker positions, you know, in terms of, you know, what, what he has going. What, you know, O.J. Howard's going to be like a hit or miss kind of guy. O.J. Howard put up 18 points. Yeah, he was a hit this week. Yeah, he definitely was a hit this week, you know. I swear, that guy gets more broken broken touchdown plays than anybody I've ever seen. He's been, I know, crazy. He's been good it's, the past two weeks. The first two weeks, he's been pretty uh, good. Howard, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he put up a decent week once. I think he had like seven points, something like that. It's the fifth magic is what it is. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, I feel like – so here's a problem with George. He's sixth in the power rankings. Uh, he's performed pretty well to this point. But uh, I was looking at – I was looking at his schedule moving forward, and uh, it is – It's it hard. It's, it's gets, it gets tough from here on out. Like, I'm not – you know, not to disrespect the two teams he was playing, but I feel like if, you know – if he was going to try and get off to a good start this year, he had to win at least one, if not both, because the rest of the schedule is week three. He's got Geiger coming up. Geiger's one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Week four, he he's is got Chris. The league. Uh, he is a, no, no, he's not. Who's ahead of him? Pretty sure uh, Berg is. No. No, I don't think so. I'm going to, actually, no, no, you're right. Berg, you right. Berg, has, Berg has 30 more. Berg has a 30-point lead on everybody in this league. That's right, yeah. Oh, almost. 25, whatever. Anyway, um, he's got Geiger, he's got Chris, and then he, he's got Pino, who will be getting uh, Drew Bees and Gamera back that week. Um, you know, and then uh, he's got Geiger, he's got you, and then he's got Chris again. So that's the literally the next six games are, to me, in my opinion, at this moment, the two best teams in the league, he's got him four times. And then he's got you two guys. You know, so it's it's, it's his whole divisional schedule, basically, because he hasn't played a divisional game yet. Um, he's going to need to come out of that. Uh, you know, I think 
at worst, he's gonna have to go three and three in that stretch. Because if he does anything worse than that, if he comes out two and six, that's you know that's that's tough. That's 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 a tough stretch to come out of. And then you come out two and six, and you're looking at your ceiling as a seven and sixteen, and that's assuming you're on the table. You know, which listen, not for nothing, he almost did that last year too. But it's uh, it's not it's not a position you want to be in. You know, so uh, George has played well to this point, um, but. He's going to have to find a way to get to the win column this week. And uh, this is not the week you want to have to win a game. But, you know, that's where George is. Um, five is our special guest, uh, Pino, <laughs> who, as I understand it, is not happy about his fifth ranking. Uh, Which is funny because he, he voted himself fifth in his own coach's poll. Did you really? <laughs> yes, I did. So what are you getting mad at me for? <laughs> Just because I wanted to bust your balls. Fair enough. Uh, Pino won this week. But he, still, he, went, he went from fourth to fifth. Uh, the main reason for that, honestly, has nothing to do with you. Uh, it was an underwhelming week for you. Uh, I think we both will agree that you're better than that. Um, we expect more from you at this point. We do expect more <laughs> from you at this point. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's over a year in. Come on, you do better than that. Um, but, you know, uh, listen, there's definitely reasons why you underscored this week. You know, Breeze and Rogers didn't have their, you know, typical games. Uh your running back two situation, you know, something that you definitely need to figure out. I think we both know that. But, you know, I, other than that, I don't think you got bad performances from the rest of the team, you know. Uh, Landry's probably can score a little more, you know. But Kamara, listen, Kamara, you look at at this point, I feel like 16 is his floor, which is saying a lot because that's that's a pretty high floor for somebody to have. Um, right. You know, so, but, you know, you got 20 points out of Cooks. You got a, 12 points out of Rudolph almost, 18 out of Hogan, which, you know, he got some garbage time stuff, but who cares? It's fantasy, right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think there's – you. to me, you should be a team that should be putting up 130, you know, weekly. And uh, you kind of fell short of that. So, um, But I, realistically, I didn't – What did I get, 126? 129. 129.26. I, I mean, you should be comfortable in the third 130s. I don't mean, like, 130 in the nose. Like, right. Listen, um, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Nick. I'm pretty sure that um, after his team underperformed this week, he had all his players do burpees after practice for every mental mistake they made. I heard they didn't play that uh, questions game on the on the bus. No, they did not. They did not. <laughs> they had to um, sit silent. Yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I had, I had you drop to, uh, drop to five in the latest rankings. Uh, the explanation for that will come shortly. Um, after you uh, comes myself, who was – Fuck your team. Who was third in last week's rankings, and I dropped to fourth. And I dropped to fourth despite putting up what I put up one fifty four. Pretty good week, uh, bro. I don't need to relive this. What I said, I don't need to relive this. Well, you're gonna do it anyway. Um, hundred fifty four points this week. Uh, you got some big weeks. Got some little weeks. Uh, you know, um, I think my team's still figuring it out a little bit. The running back two situation is something that needs to be addressed uh, for sure. You know, there's there's definitely uh, there's definitely a lot of a lot of strong players there though. You know, Cam's a guy who you figure he's going to put up between his running and his throwing, and in other cases he's going to be you know he's going to be a quarterback quarterback one pretty much the whole season. Uh, AJ Green's actually off to a really really good start, which is really promising because last year he was really really hit or miss, and uh, you know he's definitely turned it on this year. Um, Julio Jones, you know, week one great usage, week two kind of a sort of a decoy-ish a little more, but you know, it's tough. Listen, when they're winning games, you can't really get mad. So, you know, um, for Atlanta, I'm talking about. Uh, so, you know, his usage isn't necessarily bad, but, um, you know, there, there's – really you know, Yeah, go ahead. He, 
His biggest issue though is that he doesn't score, and yeah, like it's like I mean that's that's what that's really what holds him back is that I mean this guy gets all the receiving yards you can get, gets all the catches you can get, but doesn't punch into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, I, I think he had something like, I think he's had at least fourteen hundred yards in like three straight years or something like that. So, uh, you know, fourteen. Think, if you think about it, fourteen hundred yards, three straight years. In a fantasy league where you play what sixteen games, if whatever the case is, you're looking at he's basically averaging at least 10, 11 points a game, you know, which is between his catches and that, without touchdowns altogether. So you're not getting bad production out of him. But, no, you're not. But you know, it's it, it, you know, with the you feel like his production doesn't match his name or his game really because he's a stud receiver, you know, like. But you know, you feel like he is coming up a little short, uh, touchdowns and stuff like that. I, you know, you really can't complain week one because he put up. 25 points. 25 points, and you're not going to complain even if he is scoring something like that. So, you know, um, I, I think there's definitely room for improvement for me. Uh, it'd be great to have uh, Le'Veon Bell back. Uh, right now, I can't really rely on that, though, because uh, that's, you know, I don't know I don't know what's, what the situation there is uh, right now. You know, we just got to kind of move forward with our uh, big dick energy and, you know, just uh, see where we stand from there. And when he comes back, hopefully he's in shape, hopefully. He doesn't get too far out of shape by being all these Miami strip clubs. And, um, you know, we're releasing rap albums or releasing rap albums. So, uh, you know, I got myself, I dropped down to four, whatever. Uh, I actually have, I have, a, I have a really big match. How nice of you. I mean, How I noble. Dropped, yeah, I dropped myself down after winning. But I don't understand. What, what else do you want me to do? Um, why? Where, where did you guys put me? Both four, no? Yeah, I put you at four. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, all right. So fuck both of you. So, um, <laughs> yo, you give me shit for putting me in the same place that I put myself. Like, uh, but I mean, I, I think I think four is a fair ranking. I, I, you know, there's definitely room for improvement for me to get up to two where I was originally. Um, but you know, uh, right now production is so so. So you know, checking at four. Three is uh, I think three three is three is now right now is uh, Burke. And that's the main reason why me and you drop, you know. Uh, it actually had nothing to do with you playing bad last week. I mean, I thought at the very least you played well enough to kind of tread water and stay in your slot. Uh, I just thought – Stay in your lane. Would, stay in your lane kind of thing. But I, I, I just thought – I thought Berg uh, deserved the leap more than you and I deserved to stay in our spots. Four so, years in, Berg finally looks like a guy who knows how to play fantasy football. No, he cracked, he cracked the code. He did. He finally. My guy finally cracked the code. Um, so, uh, Berg had another big week, and not for nothing, uh, at this point, <sighs> Pat Mahomes is, uh, Pat Mahomes is a real deal right now. He's looking like fancy MVP so far. Yeah, I mean, so far, he's, he's been tearing it up, and, you know, it's funny, because you can always tell how good somebody's playing with the spike in their, uh, projections. So, week one, is projected for 19, then he's projected for 20, now he's projected for almost 24. So, you, like, you see, like, I mean, that happens when you put up almost 70 points, but... <laughs> He has you know, more touchdown passes than incompletions right now. Is that that's for the whole season, or for that was for just last week? I think for the whole season. No, that can't be true. I look really? at it right now. I, he got no. I'm pre- yeah, I, I think he, I think he had five incompletions just uh, on Sunday and six touchdowns. Oh, what a bum! <laughs> um, yeah, Where did so, he get drafted? Uh, what do you mean in, 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 in uh, our league? He was yeah. a later pick because he wasn't starting. Yeah, I was going to say that had that, in. in to wreck on it, that's probably the pick of the draft right there. Deshaun um, Kaiser was the uh, top quarterback pick in that draft. Yeah. Oof. I mean, listen, you got to keep in mind, though, it's not 
it's not easy to draft somebody just to stash him for the whole year either. You know, like, especially if you don't no. see any – like, it's definitely not easy. So, you know, if you do that, you got to have a commitment to a roster spot that you're not going to use basically. You know, like, I mean, listen, in our league it's a little more different because with because of our contracts, we generally don't just drop and pick up guys that will anyway. Like, I probably have a couple of guys that I probably would have dropped at this point. But, you know, with the contracts and stuff like that, like, you don't want to take the penalty, whatever the case is. So, you know, but for him, you know, he, he drafted Mahomes and – you know, he held on to him all year, and, you know, he didn't consider – I think he had talked trade last year about Mahomes with – I could be wrong. I believe it was Matt Sean. Um, I think they discussed uh, the possibility of trading for Mahomes. Uh, didn't really work out. I, I'm pretty sure I talked to him about him too, uh, mm-hmm. but it didn't really get anywhere too far. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, right now, you know what? And not for nothing, um, the last couple of years you felt like – he had his two young quarterbacks in Prescott and Carr, and, you know, they'd be – if, at the very least, you figure they'd both be kind of low-end QB1s, at which point, you know, you get a pretty decent production from your quarterbacks anyway. But, you know, heading to this year, Prescott has literally no wide receivers, and Carr is, has a psychopath at, you know, coach slash GM. So, you know, he's kind of figuring out between his QB2, but, I mean, you know, when your QB1's putting up 40 points a game, even if your QB2 puts up – 10, you're getting 50 out of him, you know? So, yeah. um, the other one is a guy that he took in the top 10 last year, Tyreek Hill, and he's been killing it. Uh, yeah, he, absolutely. Uh, Tyreek Hill, also the guy that I dropped uh, the day before the championship game and ended up causing me the championship. Um, Thank you for that. Yep. And, um, yeah, I mean, listen, you know what it is with him? I always felt like he was too much of a home run hitter. But, you know what? It's okay to be a home run hitter if you hit as many home runs as that guy does. So. I mean, we also didn't realize how high of a prospect he was going to be as far as, like, dynasty rankings either when you cut yeah. him. I remember we were both, like, shocked about how, how high he was. And, I mean, he was, up, he was that high for a reason, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, listen, you could definitely tell by my roster that I am a uh, size queen for wide receivers. You're a height uh, supremacist? I'm definitely a height supremacist, you know, between um, uh, Julio Jones, who's six. Wait, six three. AJ Green six four. Alshon Jeffrey six two six three. Mike Evans. Mike Evans is six five. Josh Gordon six one six two, and then you have Doug Baldwin, you know, the run to the pack at uh, you know five ten whatever cases. But you know, I do prefer bigger receivers. I, I generally think that they make bigger red zone upside. Bigger red zone upside. You know, for the most part. I mean, listen, you got guys like you know Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr. who. You know, listen, if you're elite, the elite, you're going to score touchdowns regardless of who you are. But, you know, I prefer those kind of guys over uh, small guys for the most part. But, you know, Hill is not your prototypical, uh, you know, wide receiver. He's not much of a volume guy. But, you know, if 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 you're literally prone to breaking one every, you know, once, every, once a week, there's value in that too, you know. So, uh, I thought the interesting thing was is that, I mean, not to mention the fact that, you know, between Gordon and, and Mixon, he's got two really, really solid running backs, too. You know, I think his, his only weak point is really a wide receiver, too, where he could use uh, an upgrade somewhere. Um, you know, I don't think he's found it yet. I mean, Fun just hasn't been terrible, but, you know, I, I think he could do better than him there. Uh, but, you know, tight end's a, a weird spot for him, too, because he traded for Graham the offseason uh, amid a lot of uh, quote-unquote controversy. And uh, he actually didn't play him last week, and he probably should have because uh, it would have led to an even an even bigger score, and it would yeah. and it would a little bit of a, been a little bit of a revenge narrative for uh, Jimmy himself, which I'm sure he cares about very much in his personal life. 
Absolutely. Um, I actually talked about it the other day. He was uh, really pumped for the game. He was a little pissed that he got benched. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, um, I, he's going to have to figure out what he's going to do weekly, though, because I do think Kittle is a guy who's who's got a – He's got, he's got a nice setup for him, too. I actually like him a lot, and uh, I know Jimmy Graham likes him a lot, too, so I definitely see him as a guy that uh, could be really productive moving forward. So he's going to have to figure out the tight end spot. But, you know, having two tight ends who could perform better than not having any tight ends. So uh, I got Berg at three. Uh, he's the highest-scoring team in the league. Uh, me and him, we have a big matchup this week. Uh, right now, he sits atop our division. But if I win next week, uh, technically I'll be in first, I believe, right, with the uh, – You'll be two and one. He'll be two and one, and you'll have a win over him. So, I'll yeah. have a win over him. So technically, I'll be ahead of him. Uh, and I mean, I don't know who is uh, Norris David had this week. Um, they have. Wait one second. Uh, I got it. Oh, they got a match on. So I technically the tag team matchup. Yeah, tag team. Yeah, it's a tag team match. So technically, if Norris David win this week, me and them will be tied because they won't have a division win. Um, so you know, I mean, it's it's a big week for him. It's a big week for me. Uh, I'd really like to get the first week out of the way and, you know, it'd be nice to be in first place after three weeks after, you know, kind of struggling out of the game and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, should be, that should be a good game. Uh, I think we're both projected for almost 140. I think, uh, it's projected for 130 right now. I'm projected for 145. So, you know, it should be a, it should be a high scoring affair. Um, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, next at two, we have, uh, Chris, uh, Chris didn't move. Oh, no, Chris did move down, sorry, for the original rankings. He opened up as a preseason number one. Uh, I moved him down a slot last week. He had after a losing. After losing. He had, he had a week, he had a, he had a bad week one, you know, uh, maybe a little bit of a uh, championship hangover, you know. Um, yeah, he only put up 118 points. It was very unlike him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, he, uh, he had a bad week one. He ran into a good team. So, it's not like the good thing is – not the good thing, but, the, you know, if you're going to lose – the silver lining is that if you're going to lose, you don't want to lose when you score 160. You want to lose when you score 118. So, yeah, for, especially for a team like him who's not going to score 118 often. So, you know, you see that he played Berg the first week who put up 177 points. You think to yourself, whatever. You just, you know, I, you know, Pino like to appreciate this uh, analogy, but you just bury the tape and you move on to the next week, right? That's and it, man. That's it, you know. So, uh, and he definitely did that. Uh, he came out just – Blow torching people, so put up uh, what was it 198? It's not even they put 198, it's like look at his bench, dude. He had Kirk Cousins who dropped 30. Um, Kirk Cousins almost dropped 40. Yeah, yeah. Amari Cooper had 18, Wolf had 22, Keelan Cole had 22. So, I mean, he didn't even have it, could have, it, could, yeah, have it could have been a lot worse. Not only that, but he didn't even have a lineup of Nirvana, and it wouldn't have mattered because everybody was going off. So, I mean, listen. This is probably the most points he's ever going to get from his team again. But, I mean, him scoring in the 170s, 180s. We saw him last year. You know, he was the best team in the league last year um, from start to finish, really. And uh, I think, what, he lose two games last year? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He lost three games last year. He lost three games last year. Okay. So, um, but, you know, I mean, he was, you know, he was the, to me, he was the best team in the league last year from week one all the way through the end. You know, like, so, and uh, he, it's kind of picking up where you left off now. So I, I would, uh, I would expect to see more weeks closer to this one than week closer to you know to week one. Um, you know he's got a really good team. He's got the best player in fantasy as far as I'm concerned, in Todd Gurley, and you know he's got Ezekiel Elliott, who's really, really, really good uh, running back too. I do think his ceiling is lower this year than it has been in years past. Uh, I think people will agree with that as a Cowboys fan. 
Um, I don't think it's a catastrophically low ceiling. I still think he's a guy who can get you 20 points in a game, you know, not really break a sweat. But I do think he's going to have to work for it more with, you know, the offensive line and a little bit of pieces, the offensive little, little pieces on that too. So, um, you know, but he still has pieces. You know, he's got guys galore. You know, he's got Big Ben who at home at the very least is awesome. Kirk Cousins, if he gets caught in a shoot, I can put up a lot of points. Deshaun Watson, one of the cases. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Chris' Chris's team's still very, very good. And uh, he sits at two this week. Uh, you guys are on board with that? Chris at two? That's cool with you guys? Uh, yeah, I have Feinberg until my rankings at Chris at three, but I think it's coin flip either way. Yeah. You know, what, what do you think? What did you have, Chris? Um, I think I had him in the same spot, right? I think I had him – I think I had him too. Um, I think so. Let me uh, – you know, I mean, to, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I think the same thing about Ezekiel Elliott. I think his ceiling's definitely lower. I mean, he's just going to get loaded boxes yeah. every week now. I mean, they can't function in the passing game. They have no real deep threat. Like, Tavon Austin's kind of a fluke, you know? Yeah, that's going to be the best game we have all year. Uh, you know? I think – I think it's over for him. Actually, I think um, I think the belly ring killed it for him. That was, was that that was that was a really good, he really wore a belly ring. Huh? That's uh, that's something. During a game too. That's that's ballsy. Yo, that is ballsy. Because imagine somebody pulling it out. That would suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Pino, you had Chris at uh two. You had him at two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think we're all in agreement with who should be one. Uh, I had Gagger at one. I had him at three to open the year. Nick, you there? Can you hear us? What? Yeah, we, we can hear you now. You like feed it oh, out. Hear me now? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. You, yeah. You hear me? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. So, um, I I have Geiger at one. I think the, the two of you guys have him there too. Um, he uh, listen, put up 170 week one, put up 140 week two. He beat me last week. Uh, he beat. Natalia, uh, he beat me the first week. He beat Natalia last week. Uh, you know, Geiger's always somebody else that plays really, really tough. Um, it's always been, a, you know, a back and forth with them. We, we always seem to have really, really high-scoring games. So, I definitely didn't hold up my end of the bargain week one. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's always somebody who's just always, always, always been in the mix. You know, with uh, he's got arguably – I think I, I went over this, but he's got arguably the best player at three different positions. Um, it's not uh, – Tight end, receiver. wide receiver, and, and quarterback, you could argue that. Brady, at the very least, is in the top three conversation most of the time anyway. So, um, The other two guys are on my team. Uh, what is it? <laughs> Breeze and Rogers. Oh, the other two guys. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, you know, as long as you have those guys, you'll always be in the game. And then, I mean, his supporting cast really is nothing to laugh at either. You know, his second quarterback is Stafford, who – you know, he's got some down weeks and stuff like that, but he's a guy who can get you 20, 25 points a game, stuff like that. I mean, he does it 5,000 yards a year. Yeah, you know, and then um, his wide receiver, too, is Michael Thomas, who might be the highest scoring receiver in the league so far. I'm uh, pretty sure that's the case. Um, he's the number four overall player. Yeah, so he's got to be the highest scoring receiver because he's averaging, like, I don't know, almost 29 points a game. game basically. Yeah, so, I mean, you know. Thomas off to a good start. Uh, I don't think he'll be putting up in numbers like that the rest of the year. I think the Saints will settle down and kind of be a little more ball control. But, listen, he's still going to be a rock-solid wide receiver one production, which is really good when you, you know he's not even your best receiver. Um, you know, so um, – And he has the, uh, the league's leading rusher in his bench now, too. That's right. Matt Breida. He's got his lead. You know, it's funny. I always felt like 
basically since he traded with David Johnson, running back has always been a problem for Geiger. Nothing else. Nothing oh, else I agree. has. I mean, he's you know he's made do with with without it anyway. But you know he has McCaffrey this year, who's you know he's going to put up numbers. He's going to be fine. But then the rest of his running backs aren't bad. Like you know he's got Lamar Miller, who you know has no real competition. He, you know he makes plays. Uh, that offense is not going to run through him. But you know he had twelve points uh, week one. He had almost nine points week two. He'll be productive. He'll get you points. You know he gets in the end zone a couple of times. In other cases. You know, uh, he's got Gronk, who's put some numbers. And then, you know, running back off the bench, he's got Chris Thompson. He's got um, James White, who put some numbers. Brita, who, you know, like we said, NFL leading rusher. Bill Powell. He's got guys that – he's basically got enough guys that are good enough to, you know, cover, cover, the, not gap. Only cover the gap, but you can play matchups. I mean, I'm sure you're not going to always hit on the matchup, but, you know, you can kind of play game flow matchups like – if you think Washington's going to be in a position where they're down a lot, you can play Chris Thompson. You know, if you think um, Houston's going to be in a position where they'll be up, you can play Lamar Miller, whatever the case is. Uh, I think this week will be a not it would be, be a good opportunity for a Miller week because let's face it, the Giants aren't going to be up on anybody. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Geiger's got a really really solid team. He always does. Uh, I always feel like he's one of the few teams. Uh, who's basically been kind of right there every year. I think I'm, me and him are the only two teams that have really been – I think you can argue every single year we've been a title contender. Uh, at some point, maybe an injury happens, whatever the cases we fall off. But at some point, you look at them in the year, and so that, that's the team that can win it all. Uh, Geiger's finished second, third, and lost in the wild card of the playoffs uh, in his career. Right. Okay. So, I mean, you know, he's he's always been a team that's always been competitive, has always been in it. Uh Unless he faces unless me in the playoffs. What he's lost to you back-to-back years now? Yeah, unless he faces yeah. in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, you know what? I, listen, he's got a really good team. Maybe this is the year he finally gets over the hump. You know, uh, right now he's, he's playing like it. And I, 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 could see, I could see this finally being the year that it works out for him. So, uh, that's, the, uh, that's the top ten. Uh, and uh, go ahead. Um, I think we go on to our interview with uh, with All right. Now. All right, so uh, I think the first question I wanted to know was, how much harder is it to run a JSDL team than it is to coach high school lacrosse? <laughs> <laughs> so much harder, man. You know, this takes up so much of my time. You know, I'm doing this 12 to 16 hours a day watching film on guys, you know, calling guys at their houses, you know, texting them, you know. All, all that, all that. Recruiting. Like, you give your house yeah, visits? I give them curfews, you know, the whole nine, you know, just – Shout them out on Twitter. Let them know when they're doing a good job, you know, because you got to let them know that they're doing a good Listen, job. If you know, you got to be positive just, every once in a while. Do me a favor. Give uh, Alvin Kamara a dress code while you're at it. <laughs> uh, do you ever go out for wings with Alvin Kamara after a good game? What was that? Do you ever go out for wings with Alvin Kamara after a good game? <laughs> no, nah, I've never been out with uh, with Alvin Kamara for wings. <laughs> it's a, I was uh, actually out. Now that you're I was married. Say, I was actually out one night in New Orleans. <laughs> And Albert Kamara got a concussion. Um, yeah, thanks for that. I was actually, yeah, I was so mad. What do you mean thanks for that? That hurt me too. <laughs> um, so now that you're married, does your wife try to meddle in your JSD She's affairs? right next to me right now, just rolling her eyes um, as I'm doing this entire <laughs> thing. Well, she was part of the uh, the owner's meeting we had last December. That's right, she was. Oh, that's right. She was getting configuration right. at it. Um, <laughs> Bridget is constantly getting involved with my affairs. She tells me that we're stupid and that this league sucks, but I mean, that's yeah. really, that's all she My does. wife's not a big fan of the catch rule. 
Yeah, I saw that. I saw, I saw that video. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a fair point. Oh, um, it's not a catch. Oh, it's not a catch. <laughs> How does it feel to win a game this week despite being the third lowest scoring team in the league? You know what, man? It's educated gambling at the end of the day. You know, sometimes you're on, sometimes you're not. You know, that's really how I look at fantasy football. As a gambler, I can attest to that being accurate. I'm a rambling gambler, dude. <laughs> um, and my last question, I'm sure Nick may have some. Um, you're facing your former high school teammate, Chris, this week. Do you have anything to say to him in this big uh, divisional matchup? You no, know, man, not really. He's put together a good team. You know, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Gurley, you know, who I had at one point. That might be the coldest take ever, me trading away Gurley. Um, Fucking dick. <laughs> I'm so mad that I didn't get him. Oh, that's as, right. Uh, Nick had him. And the, was originally right. Nick had him, and then Nick traded him. No, right. I didn't. I didn't have him. <laughs> no, you. Oh, wait. you oh no, sorry. Yeah, that's right, George. And then I'm sorry, he never made it to your team, right? No, Nick. he didn't. Even though I fucking tried all fucking off season. <laughs> that's right. Oh, man. I think you know. I think at one point Nick offered me Ty Montgomery for Todd Gurley. I did. <laughs> Listen. Uh, Nick was Nick was all I, about the timeout train. He was all about timeout, but he couldn't push him to anybody like more. He like just <laughs> listen. Now the, the most legendary uh, I want to dump him trade, probably besides me and Mike Gillisley, was oh, the tally trying to dump Matt no, Ryan. It wasn't Matt? No, it was Brock Osweiler. Obvious, obviously. No, it, no, it was Matt Ryan. The year Ryan won MVP. Like the first team I mean, you like wanted off the Ryan to everybody. Him trying to dump Brock Osweiler to literally every fucking team. Hello. Obviously, you haven't had an offer from Nick for Rex Burkhead yet. I might be the only person who's maybe getting those offers. No, I think I offered it to one other person. <laughs> Listen, I, look, I'll be honest. He, has, he definitely hasn't been good to this point, but I, I, did, I really did think he'd be better. It's not like I, I didn't, I didn't I draft him just I to trade him. You know, like I, I'm surprised that he hasn't been more productive. Um, no, what I'm talking about is. Uh, what year was it? it? Had to be 2016. Yeah, 2016. When literally every single person in the league got the same exact offer from Natali, which was like Brock Osweiler, uh, Duke Johnson, I think. Uh, and like there was like two more guys. And he literally offered them to everybody for any player that was worth anything. And like you just couldn't understand why, like, why people are like, yo, I don't want to trade one guy for four guys. Like, what am I going to do with all these guys? Though? Like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was that point. But, I, you know, I do think about, um, first of all, the time on thing. I really did like time on. I carried, <laughs> I carried him into the season because I liked him. And he, you know what? Yeah. He helped me win a couple of games early on, too. Oh, um, yeah. He fell off a little bit. He kind of proved that he can't really handle running back full time, which is fine. It's cool. But, uh, listen, for a little bit, he was productive. He was a decent player. And I was really looking at him as, as a kind of a backup running back kind of guy, at least on my team. I mean, to be fair. My team was kind of, you know, set up to have a really strong running back group, you know, starting. So I was only looking for a guy to kind of, you know, flirt with that flex in one of the cases. But um, I do think about um, what it would have been like to have both Bell, Gurley, and David Johnson last year. Uh, probably wins me the championship. But, you know, that's, uh, that's not the luck of the draw. So what are you going to do? I, I, I do have a bone to pick with you, though. Me? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're 500 against me. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the, I, my, my, my I think I'm one now. You're one, so so you're technically right. But what I, what I <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have to go back. But I said against every team, 
And whether the coaches change or not isn't really relevant because I'm pretty sure I'm above 500 against your franchise. Uh, so, listen, before me, there was no franchise. Hey, listen, there were just It was just, it was just a team. Listen, now it's a franchise. You want to argue I'm below 500 against you? Absolutely fair and correct. <laughs> no dispute there. But against your franchise, I'm pretty sure I'm above 500. Uh, we'd have to double check that, though, but I'm pretty sure I'm above 500 against your team. Fair point, though. Fair point. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that whole girly thing was just. I, I kind of got annoyed last year because I didn't really – I was kind of keeping close to the best. I was trying to acquire him in the first place. Um, right. You know, but once I landed out to one person, they went out and traded for him right out. And I wasn't too thrilled about that. You know, not that he technically did anything wrong, but, you know, I kind of wasn't crazy about that. But he actually ended up turning around and just sending him to somebody else anyway and didn't really work out for him either. Uh, I, ironically, um, the same person who owned – the regular season MVP last year also owned the uh, playoff MVP last year, and they didn't play a single game with each other somehow. Wow. Yeah. Russell Wilson and Todd Gurley both were on the same team last year at some point in the offseason, and they never made it to the field together. Hmm. So basically what I'm saying is that uh, George would have won the championship last year if he didn't make, up, if he didn't make those trades. Yeah, you know what? If I didn't make the trades I made, I'd have Odell Beckham, Gurley, and Rodgers. And, and that'd Kamara. Be, that'd be, and Kamara. That'd be a pretty fearsome wow. you know, group of guys. I right mean, you there, still have Rodgers you know? now, so. You know. What did you end up trading Beckham for? I know you got Cooks back. What else did you get back, a pick? Uh, Yeah, I got two picks back. Um, I didn't turn them into anything, to be honest with you. Like, um, I think one was Doug Martin, huh? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be, to be honest with you, dude, when I first came into the league, um, I knew I had to, you know, kind of make the team mine. So I knew I was going to have to take 99 cents on the dollar for some guys. Yeah. And I knew I knew I wasn't going to be able to, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be able to, you know, move somebody that didn't have any value. And I had a ton of running backs that were just, you know, absolutely useless outside of Gurley, obviously. Um, ton of other dead weight on the roster. So Odell Beckham was just, you know, one of the guys I knew I could move, get some early picks, get myself in the top 10, you know, and it was a learning experience, you know. But at the end of the day, dude, you know, that team didn't make the playoffs um, up until I took it over, you know. So coming in the first year, you know, it was my first Dynasty League experience, you know. I felt like it was pretty good, you know. Am I content with where I finished last year? No. Um do I think that if I had Breeze, maybe things or and Rogers at the same time, things would have been a little different? Yeah, I think I could have definitely made a little more noise. Um, yeah, but like I said, you know, you can't really play, you know, those type of games. I, 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 will, I will say this: I, I, I was disappointed in you because you're you're very very thorough. Uh, you actually won a game last year solely because Geiger was sleeping at the wheel and didn't play anybody at tight end because Gronk got hurt and he literally could have picked up. I actually counted it. I went back. Pretty sure you could have picked up one of 19 different tight ends that would have gotten him, which is not, a, which is a lot of guys to be available. Right, would, would have gotten him the amount of points to beat you. Um, and I always said to myself, like that's something that would never happen to Pino. And I don't know what happened to you the playoff week, but you just like didn't show up mentally, didn't show up physically. Uh, you were playing guys who weren't even playing. I, I don't know. Yeah, you know what, dude? It was like I forget what happened. Like I must have got caught up in something. But, yeah, you know, I like, and it was kind of almost karmic in a way because I remember looking at Geiger's roster like maybe five minutes before kickoff and being like, 
he's got to change it, right? Like, I was like, he's got to pick somebody <laughs> up. Like, he's got to put somebody in, you know? And every part of me was like, should I just give him a heads up? And I was like, eh, no. And, you know, no, that's not you your go. problem. That's yeah. That's fantasy So, I guess, karma. yeah, that's fantasy yeah. karma, right? That's it, but, man. Um, all right. I mean, I think that's the whole time we have. Uh, pretty sure Dubs is having a little technical difficulty. So, um, that's why you haven't noticed he said anything in the last couple minutes. Uh, he, <laughs> did tell, he did tell me that one of the picks we got was uh, Samaj Barine. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a fun ride. Although, um, although I, I was able to make him part of the deal that sent him to uh, Natal for Drew Brees. That's right. That's true. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that was more about your first round pick than anything else. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he was that interested in, in Peru, I was just but... trying to find a silver lining there. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're going to do. But uh, all right. That wraps it up. Uh, Pino, thanks for joining us. Thanks and, for having uh, me. We'll, take the, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. See you later. Take care.